So here's the common denominator in our personal and professional lives. People. And over the years, we've noticed something strange at work. We say ridiculous things to those people. Things we would never say or believe with family and friends. Something strange happens when we step through the door and into our corporate offices or log into our team Zoom meeting. Let's explore three of those ridiculous sayings right now. This is Rich, and it's time to revive your work. Imagine you report to an average manager. You get an email wanting to schedule a meeting at the end of the day. Now, because this manager is average, you're already nervous because they've never emailed you to have a meeting in which they're going to praise you. So you're thinking, man, what have I done now? And the conversation begins like this. Rich, before we get started, I just want to say it's business. It's not personal. Really? When you hear that phrase, it's business, it's not personal, what might run through your mind? Exactly. Brace yourself. Things are getting ready. To be real personal. You see, this cliche is masqueraded as an acceptable opener for tough conversations for far too long. When people are on the receiving end of this phrase, they may have a poker face on the outside, but their heart is racing and their blood pressure is skyrocketing on the inside. Suggesting that business isn't personal damages our credibility as leaders, and convinces employees that we are out of touch. Business always has been and always will be personal, simply because it involves people. Work is intimately connected to our identity and our livelihood. When it's time for the inevitable challenging conversation, Let's stop defaulting to insincere platitudes, right? reciting them to settle our nerves, only phrase the nerves of our listeners. So consider starting with honest words. It might sound like this. This is a difficult conversation for both of us. Let's start by sharing our unique perspectives and then discuss how we might work towards a resolution. So align your words and actions with truth, even when that truth is difficult to share. So now, imagine you're reporting to work for your first day on the job. You're meeting with your new boss, and he starts by explaining one of his favorite philosophies. No news is good news. So let's, let's break this phrase down. What does that really mean? Well, it means when things are going great, 
don't expect to hear a word, not a pin drop. Yet the minute something is lacking, wrong, or late, you'll hear about it loud and clear. This is unhealthy and a damaging communication style. People want and need regular updates and feedback, preferably the constructive type. Now, if you have ever waited on a test result from your doctor or hope to hear from a loved one who's traveling or anticipated a response from a job application, then you've experienced that no news is bad news, right? Now, personally and professionally, we want to know what's going on. And as humans, we'd rather hear bad news than no news. At least then we know where we stand. So contrary to philosophy or contrary to this philosophy, here's how no news really impacts people in the workplace. One, it devalues them. It's implying that they can't handle being in the know. Two, it causes them to feel suspicious and vulnerable about their performance and upcoming changes. And lastly, it increases gossip as they guess and grasp for answers. So the no news practice, it will burden your team with the stress of blindly navigating uh, within a communication void. So instead, provide timely and accurate feedback and updates. Even communicating that there is no new news, <laughs> right? There's no new news gives people a sense of, of confidence. This one habit will give your team members what they need most, the peace of mind to focus on their roles. So initially, this last one, it sounds like a winner. I've had managers proudly tell me that they embrace this philosophy. Here it is. It's the open door policy. So perhaps these words have even come out of your mouth. It's another way of saying, if you need anything, don't hesitate to come into my office. Now, as time passes, few ever come. Why? Because people want your time and attention. What they don't want is to be the initiator. See, the open door policy doesn't work because engaging leaders aren't passive. Now, do not close your door. Keep it open, whether it's the an actual door or a uh, metaphorical door in virtual leadership. Leave it open to get up from behind your desk and out into the world of those you lead. Connect with those people, particularly on the front lines. And this is not a new concept. I know 35 years ago, I read Tom Peters' book, A Passion for Excellence. It was the first business book I had ever read. And he coined an acronym, MBWA, MBWA, Management by Walking Around. This is in the 80s. Now, it's not management by waiting around. 
Tom Peters knew that effective leaders got up and went into the world, again, of the people that they lead. Within the lean principles originated from Toyota, they have a phrase called the Gemba Walk. The Gemba Walk is Japanese for go to the source. Again, it's about the influencer, the leader, moving towards the people who are closest to the action, people who want to connect, who want to share their ideas and thoughts with the ones that they follow. And in the healthcare industry, we've noticed the administrative team stealing a phrase from the clinical side, and that is rounding. Rounding is typically what a doctor does. We know when a physician rounds, she goes to the patient. So in the leadership side of healthcare, they've taken that phrase as a way to remind them to get up and go towards the people they lead to get up and initiate contact with those who who want to connect with them. So it doesn't matter what you call it, whether it's MBWA, Gemba Walk, or Rounding, it matters that you do it. So march through that open door of yours and enter the lives of the people you lead. Ask, listen, affirm, coach, encourage, support. They're waiting for you. It's time to go. It's business. It's not personal. No news is good news. The open door policy. If you were my friend and I told you that I was adopting one of these principles with my wife or children or friends, and if you really were my friend, you would warn me, Rich, don't do it. Well, listen, business professional, business leader, consider me one of your closest friends. Don't say or believe these at the workplace. They will not serve you well. We can and must do better. If you find value in an additional weekly dose of encouragement, visit reviveyourwork.com backslash blog. That's reviveyourwork.com backslash blog or text revive, R-E-V-I-V-E to 33777. That's revive to 33777. Also, consider subscribing to this podcast in whatever your favorite podcast platform is and consider leaving a comment. Either of those would mean a lot to us. We'll see you next week as we continue our conversation that transcends the blurred lines between our personal and professional lives.